Welcome, everybody, to the WWE Podcast Mailbag Takeover Edition for this Wednesday, June 1st, 2022. Although by the time you listen to this, it's definitely Thursday, June 2nd. However, Thank you so much for listening, and we've got a great show for you guys tonight as Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan rejoin the show. That's the rule. If you haven't been here before, they join us and cover the email portion of the show during every premium live event week. And given that Hell in a Cell is this Sunday, they're joining us this week. So I know that you guys love it. I love it when they're here, and we're going to get everything going, including voicemails, right after this. You got to check out the mentality show. If you could be a fly on the wall and could hear how men think and really want to hear what goes on in the minds of everyday men, then you should check out the mentality show every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook live real men, real talk, the mentality show. You can find them anywhere you stream podcasts and YouTube, Facebook and Instagram. Just look up the mentality show. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre, and you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. This is my idol. You're going to acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast Mailbag. It is Wednesday, June 1st, 2022, as I record this. And I want to thank you guys for joining me. Did you know that I have a new podcast? It's a bit of a spinoff or an extension of this show. It's called the WWE Podcast After Show. And it's available everywhere that you get podcasts. I know that it, it was a bit delayed on Spotify. It should be there now. It's available on Apple Podcasts, really everywhere. And check out the WWE Podcast After Show. You're probably going to have to search it out manually. But what I will give you there, is, and what's different about that show, is that it's not just an extension of this show. We do talk, do talk wrestling. It is still PG. But last week, for example, I went into a little bit of behind the scenes about this show. It's the After Show. So... Uh, And also gave you guys a bunch of podcasting tips that I've learned over the eight years that I've been doing this. And hopefully they're helpful to you if you're looking to start your own podcast. So hopefully it adds value to whatever you're doing and uh, definitely willing to take topic ideas for the next show, which I will be releasing probably shortly after this show. It'll be uh, on the WWE podcast after show available anywhere you get podcasts. So check that out and of course you want to go ad free patreon.com slash WWE podcast all right so uh, let's just jump right into it guys I mean I, I'm going to do the voicemails right up front and then the main event gets to you with Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan answering your emails so let's just just jump right in guys because I'm sure this is going to be a bit of a lengthy show and uh, just so you know after this show of course I have the after show the WWE podcast after show that you can subscribe in a different feed but Um, I also will be doing the preview and prediction show for Hell in a Cell that'll likely drop actually sometime on Friday or Saturday. Sometimes I do it on a Thursday. I don't have the time tomorrow, so it'll probably be more like a Saturday, uh, Saturday evening that I drop the uh, Hell in a Cell preview and prediction show, and then there'll be a post show after Hell in a Cell is concluded. So, all right, everybody, uh, let's just jump right in to the first voicemail. Hello WWE Podcast, Matt, um, sorry I'm from the UK, but I'll just come in here and say a 
few quick things, just a few things I like to get on my chest. I have to say I haven't watched Raw yet, and I won't be able to watch Raw until Thursday, just because I'm busy my days, man. Um, but so I thought I'd get this out before, even though I haven't seen it, so keep that in mind. But I did have to say, so I just listened to your podcast with Anthony DeMarco, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, um, on the state of WWE, and you're talking about Clash of the Castle, I believe, the pay-per-view school, or premier live event, and you're talking about it being in Scotland, which is Drew McIntyre's, um, home country. Not to be that guy, but I do have to correct you, it's in Wales, um, which I think is quite a big difference, because me, I'm from England, obviously there is the UK thing, but the Scottish people, like, in general, obviously this is just a generalisation, are more, like, patriotic, I think, than the other nations. That's a bit of a stereotype, but... Like, if it was in Scotland, I definitely think they should have pulled the trigger, or they should pull the trigger. I don't think the pop for him will be as loud in Wales, even though, you know, it's, it's wrestling at the end of the day, it's a UK style, we haven't had anything in here. Um, we haven't had any um, pay-per-views for like, I think 30 years, 20 years? But yeah, anyway, I just thought I'd say that just because, I would say it's a bit of a factor. But, uh, yeah, it's in Wales, which is why Clash of the Castle. Wales has got quite a few castles. That's basically that. Uh, second thing is, about Riddle, I don't know, obviously, if he's going to have this match with Roman, um, or he's going to lose. Then after that, what, him and Randy, I'm, I'm probably going to be like the only one who thinks this, but I don't want to see a, uh, a like a match between the two, I don't want to see a program between the two maybe in the future but right now I'm, I'm liking how they both are as uh, faces, I don't want one of them to turn heel I think they're both perfect how they are um, it's nice how they haven't had it, they've broken them but they haven't like had an official break so Randy could come back and they're still like friends you see them occasionally together um, and maybe in the future maybe in a year or two Randy turns heel again but I want to see Randy as a face for a bit longer, and uh, facing other people. Maybe a program with him and Gunter, maybe. I think that would be good. I think that would be very good, actually. I know, are they on? I think they're on different brands right now, but WWE doesn't really care. So, and then Riddle, I want to keep a face as well. And I want to see a program with him and... I'm not too sure. What about you? Who do you think? After Roman, who do you think Riddle should face? If it's not Randy. Anyway, peace. Hey, Owen. Hope all is well with you, brother. Usually you write in and you uh, you just cut a heel promo on all of us. You'd never know that that dark side of you lingers beneath that soft voice. Uh, very deceiving. But uh, one thing I'll say, uh, when you send in the audio file, I, um, it's, it was fine, although your volume was very low. I had to turn the gain up on my editing almost all the way to get it to be listenable. So I'm not sure if you were far away from the microphone or whatever it is, but I had to really you know amp up the volume so we could hear you. So next time you call in, I mean, I definitely encourage you to. You can still send it the way you did. But uh, just speak louder or, I don't know, just something to amplify your voice. Uh, that said, I will say that, uh, yes, I mean, you did write in also and say that you later heard Anthony correct me that it's not in the UK or Scotland, that it's actually in Wales. So uh, you did acknowledge that. Otherwise, I would have uh, said, well, no, uh, we, we yeah, that was corrected. So uh, moot point. But um, so as far as Riddle and Roman and all that, that whole story. I mean, 
I, I, it seems like you're in agreement that Riddle is probably not going to win that match. I don't, I don't really know anybody that believes that Riddle in this presumed match that is not yet um, actually it's not actually official yet. I mean, but we are headed that way considering Riddle continues to talk about wanting his vengeance and that he's going to get his vengeance. And that's a different side of Riddle as well, which I like. But when you get talk about Randy Orton and wanting to see him babyface for a little bit longer upon his return, which is presumably around SummerSlam season, probably in a month or so, I agree that I don't mind seeing him babyface for quite some time. I mean, he's good at it. The problem is that Randy has been very vocal about loving to be a heel, and sometimes he's proven to be a better heel than a babyface, but yet he's found a new groove, a new niche, a new side of him that we didn't know existed until Riddle came along. And it's still possible that even when RK Bro does implode, that Randy's the babyface and Riddle's the heel. I have been advocating for that for a long time. I actually think that that is the more interesting booking decision than Randy just turning heel for the eight, you know, the the, the 25th time in his career, right? So, all right. Owen, thanks, buddy. Let's continue on. Hey, it's Kyle from Baltimore. So, I got to watch the SmackDown tonight, and it wasn't good. SmackDown has not been a good show for a while. Um, And some people say that it's a good show. Like, what do you people be watching? I'm just just regular people hearing um, saying that it's a good show. Like, what did what was people watching when it comes to SmackDown? Because you watch it and you like, I'm I'm thinking to myself, Roman Reigns is not even on on the show. He doesn't want to defend the titles. Yes, he's a top name and he's a top act, but if he's not on the show, I don't care. And I watched this a few weeks ago, whatever. But it's like, I don't know. They Something needs to change. I don't know what needs to change when it comes to SmackDown. There's the, the lack of top stars. There's lack of, you know, there's, there's none. They're all on Raw with Cody Rhodes, Becky Lynch, Bianca, Rollins. There's top names on Raw and less on SmackDown. Just the women's division in general. There's nothing there. I think everything on SmackDown doesn't really matter. And, yes, yeah, Herman Reigns is a big star. But if he has a nothing to do at all, he's going to be not on this, not on these shows at all for you know the next couple of months. I don't, know, I don't know what they what did they plan on doing with SmackDown heading into the summer. That's just my main question. It's going to be like this. How could they change it? Because right now it's not that great. But that's it. Just roll call. Bye. Hey, Kyle, sounds like you're not exactly enamored with SmackDown. Um, I get it. I mean, star power is always what drives viewers. Star power will forever be what drives people to TV screens. Emotional investment and star power. You can apply that logic. You can apply those factors to nearly anything that's on TV, whether it's sports, whether it's Breaking Bad. I mean, any TV series, that's generally what draws people. And so you're feeling like, okay, they have Roman Reigns, but he's not really there much. And isn't that the point, though? Like, Roman Reigns now is in a different stage of his career, as he said in a promo a month or so ago in Trenton, New Jersey, in a house show. He's at a different stage in his career. He's transitioning into much more of a part-timer, and I'm not complaining about it. You know, people had started to get a little bit sick of the bloodline, get sick of the routine with Roman. 
And so seeing him less will make it more valuable when he's there and it'll make it feel more special. That's just the way we work as human beings. And I have no problem with that. But to your point, if he's not there, then that does take away the star power. And, you know, that that is, I guess, a, a problem if you're looking for star power on that show. But in the process, they're trying to bring over Raw stars and do crossover uh, crossover matches, which I think they're trying to do to make up for their um, lack of star power is bring over Raw stars to SmackDown and SmackDown stars to Raw to make sure that, that uh, those absences like Roman's don't hurt as much as it normally would if they didn't have that flexibility. Now they just force the flexibility because the brand rules, brand split rules and draft say otherwise, but we've kind of foregone those rules many months ago with no explanation. And now you have Riddle on SmackDown and he's teaming with Shinsuke, but Randy's now out on Raw, but now Shinsuke's coming to Raw. Now I'm not saying Shinsuke is as big of a star as Randy, but what they're doing, as I said, is kind of distracting you with stars from other brands and making it feel like it it's not that big of a hole when in reality if they stuck to the brand rules it would be much more obvious now i, I understand why they're doing it right but um, i'm with you now as far as the women's division goes yeah it's a doesn't feel as important even with ronda rousey there do i dare say that ronda rousey being there actually makes it feel worse as for a women's division and that wasn't the best way to put it Ronda Rousey being in the women's division, I think, detracts from the women's division. Now, I think in 2017 or 18, when she main evented WrestleMania with Charlotte and Becky, I would argue she was much hotter then. She was still helping cement the women's division. And to her credit, as much as I don't like her on a personal level, at least from everything I've seen outside of being on camera um, uh, in WWE, that, you know, look, to her credit, she helped. A lot, and she caught on to the product quickly and all that, and that's all true, objectively true, regardless of what I think of her on a personality level. Whatever that is, doesn't matter because she did help. But now you fast forward to 2021, 2022, and she is a women's champion on SmackDown, or as she would just like to say, the SmackDown champion because she has some problem with saying women's champion. But I actually think it's a detriment to the women's division because it feels like She's this one, this this former MMA star that can come in anytime she wants. She still labels herself as the baddest woman on the planet, which is a bunch of nonsense and has yet to be proven since Holly Holm kicked her in the mouth and re rearranged her face. She lost that title in that moment. You know, it's uh, it it's just ridiculous. So. I, that I don't like, and I understand the women's frustration, especially Sasha Banks, who went on record about saying that she feels like she was slighted by saying that she would have been the main event of WrestleMania had Ronda Rousey not come back, and I totally believe that. So having Ronda back, actually, it feels like she's not needed anymore, especially when Ronda Rousey can't even be her own person. I mean, right from the get-go, Ronda Rousey had to lean on Rowdy Roddy Piper and essentially just duplicate his gimmick and turn it into her own. She wears the kilt. She calls herself Rowdy Ronda Rousey. She couldn't come up with something original, so she had to steal something from a a Hall of Famer blatantly with nobody saying anything or caring and forcing it to work. And you know what? For the most part, it has, at least the beginning it did, 
when she first came in because people were just excited to see Ronda Rousey in WWE. And, oh, my God, is she going to have a match? And she had a great match uh, four, three, four years ago at WrestleMania with Triple H and Kurt Angle and Stephanie uh, with that tag match. And she did an excellent job and got a great reaction. But we're, we're in a different time now. You know, that that's that's come and gone. And uh, now I just kind of she's being exposed, I think. Uh, and it's also probably hurting her little tummy that she's not getting overwhelming reactions and all that kind of thing. Uh, people are just, I think, in general, just underwhelmed with Ronda Rousey. Honestly, if you take her out, it, I think it would help the women's division. Now, there was a time when Ronda left, when she first left after WrestleMania 35. I said, and I you could go back and listen, not that anybody would because it's a couple of years ago now, three years ago since this match happened. But in the aftermath of her leaving WWE, I felt like that. And I said that it was a, a whole new men's division that she really helped and that it feels like they don't know what to do without Ronda. They found a way to uh, navigate the waters without Ronda. And they did a great job. Not always. It took some time. And they've had some missteps like Asuka being ignored for as women's champion for six months, literally. Things like that have been really bad. And at times they've felt like it was just a, a rerun of the, of the previous week, but the pandemic era didn't help. Um, but but again, now we fast forward and, and Ronda Rousey is just kind of this, this star that comes in and I don't know. I, I think I'm repeating myself and I don't even know if I answered your question, but I, sorry, Kyle, uh, I'll stop ranting. Thanks for calling in and let's get to our next voicemail. Hello, everyone. This is Memphis Mark calling you from Mullet Manor. Hope everyone's had a great week. And uh, let's just get right into it, man. Uh, I got to say, this past uh, week's Raw, I was impressed with the work that everyone did. I was truly impressed. Uh, Ray Mysterio, of course, is but his move, uh, to get Otis down, to, to take him off his feet is, uh, the first time after several attempts in that match was so spot on timing perfect. And he does it consistently over years, so it's not an accident. Uh, Seth and Becky. Now, have they become the power couple, the real power couple? Because man, her work and his work, they kind of mirror each other. And I, I was wondering your opinion on that. Uh, they both wear outlandish clothing. Uh, they really, uh, are, they're good. They're good. So what the hell can you say to that? And I've got a bunch of stuff, but we are uh, uh, in a, uh, a time zone here. So let me just go through a couple things real quick, and I'm just going to abbreviate it. Uh, Ripley, uh, Rhea Ripley, a badass. Um, Bobby, uh, this was the best I've heard his interview skills. Uh, MVPs, MVP directed Bobby during that interview with his eyes because Bobby was, uh, directing his comments to him and he kind of gave him that position like, no, talk to Omos. So I don't know if anybody caught that, but that was, it just showed, uh, uh, the talent there of MVP actually, uh, running the scene and Omos almost did a cardinal sin. He didn't throw the chairs towards the ramp where they have room to bounce. He threw them too hard, very close to fans. And I'm sure somebody's going to uh, uh, tell him that and let him know that because he threw the hell out of them. Anyway, guys, I don't know how much time I've spent, so I'm just going to end it here. 
and uh, and and just throw my uh, notes in the air and, and and wave it like it just don't care. Everybody have a great week. Um, Matt, hope you're getting some rest. I'll holler at everyone later. Uh, remember to spay and neuter, of course, and I'm out. All right, Mark. Well, good to hear from you. So some good points that I wish I brought up in my raw review this past week regarding MVP and what he did to direct Bobby with his eyes. I meant to make mention of that, and I simply forgot. And that's a great point. If you go back and watch that segment with MVP, he looked at Bobby and said, in so many words, with just his eyes, don't look at me. Look at Omas when you're when you're talking, because this is who you're having the match with, even though there's a handicap match coming up. And it was a great little cue. And it's amazing that Bobby still needs this type of direction, uh, that he's been 20 years in the business, and yet he still needs assistance every once in a while when it comes to this. But he, that's never been his forte. It's always been in the ring and how he looks and his presence. But good point there. The chairs, I, I did think about too. I just didn't bring it to the forefront. I didn't speak it. Good stuff. Uh, Ripley is a badass. Now, let me, let me talk about Seth and Becky to uh, close out here, my response to you. I noticed this past week, too, not just in their demeanor and their clothing, but their hair. Specifically this week with Becky Lynch uh, doing the um, slicking her hair back in the way that Seth Rollins does, slowly evolving into just one person. Um, and, and they're just they're just like one entity now doing two separate storylines. And while they did have a storyline together, I think it was between or with Lacey Evans and Corbin a few years ago on camera when they were both baby faces, it didn't work. And it was really bad chemistry on air. I mean, it was bad. And I think it didn't help Seth, didn't help Becky, didn't help anybody. And just for whatever reason, their chemistry on air didn't work. Now I think it could because now it can be obnoxious. Now it can be something that, isn't something you want to see or or something that rather is enjoyable to watch because they're heels. And when you're a heel, you have so much more flexibility. So, I mean, I don't know how exactly they'd bring them together. I I think that they are a power couple, even though they're in separate storylines and very rarely mention each other. So I like it. And they are slowly evolving to looking like one another, the ridiculous outfits, the hair and the clothing. Uh, And I I don't know how they're going to bring each other together. Maybe they never do. But I think it's a missed opportunity to not have a heel power couple together doing some kind of matchup, right? Like with uh, two baby faces. I I would at least like to see that once as heels. So good stuff, Mark. Thanks for calling in. And uh, yeah, uh, hope we get to do another show again soon. And let's continue on with uh, the last couple of voicemails. And then, yeah, the main events come with Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fans. So hang in there, guys. Hey, WWE Podcast. This is Reggie from Arkansas. And... I apologize for not calling in last week. Uh, me and my fiance are expecting our second child, our son, and we had a little scare, so I forgot to call in. But we were still able to go to Friday Night SmackDown in Little Rock, Arkansas this past Friday. And all in all, I would give the show itself a C plus. I mean, nothing really happened. Um. Yeah, it was just one of those shows you can tell that they were in a smaller city. But I will say Usos had huge, huge pop to start off the show. And, of course, Riddle had a huge pop. Huge pop, excuse me. Um, Shinsuke also had a huge pop. And 
Lord forbid, Ronda Rousey had a huge pop. And her match with her and Raquel, I just got up, went to the concession stand, went to go check out some merch because I cannot stand Ronda Rousey as a baby face, let alone in the WWE at all. Um, I'm just trying to think of the match card. It might not be in order. Um, the, the segment, the KO show is KO and Sami Zayn was okay. It was kind of out of nowhere. It really didn't make sense as to why Kevin Owens was, Kevin Owens was there. But of course, WWE is not going to explain that. Um, let's see. Ricochet surprisingly huge pop. Huge pop. And it's sad to see that they're not using him in the correct and proper ways because he has all the talent in the world. Um, and then the dark main event, which was Cody Rhodes and Kevin Owens. I thought that Cody Rhodes' pyro was loud on TV in person. I thought my fiance was about to go into labor. We're that close, and that pyro was so loud. But it was still a good show and a pretty overall good experience. But one quick thing before I, I get off of here real quick, and it's been something that's bothering me for a while. This whole Judgment Day thing with Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley. Can someone please explain to me why Edge decided to turn heel? Like, with all the things that he's saying, it's like, do you not realize that whenever you came back to WWE, you were being cheered? You won the Royal Rumble. You beat Seth freaking Rollins. You beat The Miz on multiple occasions, and then just out of nowhere, you turn heel. But other than that, I love what he's doing and trying to elevate younger talent and floating out there all the other possibilities as to which members he's going to have. But it looks like I'm running out of time, guys, and I will be calling in again next week, and I hope you all have a blessed day. Thank you. Uh, hey, Randy. Hope you're hope you're doing well over there in Arkansas, and I'm glad that you were able to attend SmackDown and your wife didn't go into labor during the show. I uh, hope all is well on that end. Certainly a uh, pregnant wife can throw a wrench into things uh, for the better or worse, uh, depending on what you're doing, but I hope all uh, goes well with that. And Okay, so you, you, brought, you brought up a lot. Uh, I'm not going to address everything you said, just a couple of select things. The first thing you asked, well, the last thing you asked that I'm going to address first is Edge. How, why did he turn heel? So from what I remember, when he first turned heel, he said that he embraced the darkness, right? He said this was a seed that was planted in him all the way back to the days of the Ministry of Darkness and that he's been suppressing it and that he let it out once he realized that he WWE needs him and that he felt disrespected that he wasn't on the WrestleMania card and he had the open challenge. And then, you know, AJ Styles answered the call at WrestleMania. So it was kind of an ambiguous reason but i think that's the reason he had these seeds of darkness that he's been suppressing all the way back from 20 years ago which i actually like it makes sense um so that that's the best answer i can give you now uh as far as the ronda rousey match <laughs> that's i love it you left during the match to go check out merch i would have done the same damn thing uh, ronda rousey as a baby face is getting to the point of insufferable she does not belong as a baby face i actually think she'd enjoy being a heel more because she doesn't have to worry about getting cheers because Lord knows her little tummy will get hurt if she doesn't get cheers and she'll attack the fans because she's got the mentality of, you know, a 15 year old girl when it comes to that. Uh, but I, I think she'd be much better off as a heel. Like I, I'd actually prefer her not in WWE at all. But if they're going to have her in WWE, make her a heel because it is just waiting in the wings. We had her as a baby face positioned as a baby face since since she debuted in WWE to have her one year run and she took time off and then she came back as a baby face. 
it's been long enough. We need Ronda Rousey as a heel. It'd be much more interesting. I mean, if that, if nothing else, I mean, get rid of her. I mean, honestly, when her contract expires, just get rid of her. But in the meantime, turn her heel. I mean, then I then I have much more vested interest because she could be herself. I think as a as a person, she's naturally a heel and unlikable. Honestly, that's what I believe. So I'm with you there. Uh, Ricochet, why isn't he being used more? I mean, he's on again, off again. You know, I don't know. Um, Mr. Intercontinental Champion. It's it's amazing that the Intercontinental Champion is being overlooked and misused and misbooked. And, and uh, you know, Shinsuke also had that same, uh, same kind of treatment, even worse, where he was ignored as Intercontinental Champion. But now you have Gunther, who is... Who's demolishing Shinsuke, or rather um, Ricochet and uh, Drew Gulak on a daily basis? So I don't understand it. They're they're really not giving him the respect that he deserves, or the Intercontinental Championship to boot. And I think a lot of times they, not a lot of times, I know what they're doing right now, and have they done, they've done his, his entire career is they focus too much on his maneuvers and his 450 splashes and his insane athletic ability instead of doing you know just basic character development. Who is he? Why is he here? Is he just the resident superhero? What does that mean? You know, like we don't hear from him and he's a decent promo. Obviously, we know his in-ring ability, but there's zero character development. That's the biggest problem with Ricochet for me. So thank you, buddy. I hope all is well and let's continue on. Hey, Matt. Um, Brad in New York, a couple observations that I just wanted to make. Um, Not really like super important stuff, but just things I was thinking about. Um, Number one, um, what's in a name? If you think about it, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, Tommaso Ciampa being changed to Ciampa and Austin Theory being changed to Theory. Like, if you think about it, I think it's easier for the fan base to connect to someone with two names, even if it's like a The, Andre The Giant. If you notice, like, I think most successful superstars have two names, a first and a last name, or they have a The, like Andre The Giant, Hulk Hogan, um... Uh, the Undertaker, uh, Randy Savage, um, The Rock. Um, I, I just don't know if theory really works. And I, I don't know if, you know, Champa works. And I just don't like these one-name things. You know, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, um, Bobby Lashley. You know, these are the things that, that work. And another thing in terms of connecting with the superstars, I remember growing up, um, they always announced where the person was from, always. Hulk Hogan was from Venice Beach, California, you know, whatever. Um, why do they not do that anymore? I know once in a blue moon they'll say, you know, from Ireland, Finn Balor, Winlow, Ireland, wherever the hell he's from. But they don't announce it anymore, and it's kind of weird. Like, once in a blue moon they'll say it, but it's not a consistent thing that they do anymore. So just wanted your thoughts on those two things. I just think one name one-word names don't work. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can give me some examples of really super successful one-name wrestlers that really killed it, but I think you need to have two names or a the something, you know, the rock, whatever, to, to, to really connect more with the fan base. I think when you know their last name, when you know they're from, it gives you a little bit more of an emotional investment in them. So thanks for uh, the time and uh, love listening to the show. Hey, Brad. Hope all is well with you. Thanks for calling in. And interesting topic here. Fun one. So let's let's jump into it. The whole name issue. WWE has had a habit over the many years of chopping names off. 
I mean, look at Antonio Cesaro became Cesaro. Andrade San Almas became Andrade. Uh, you know, you could go down the list. I think Rusev even had a name at one point. Uh, they did it with Riddle. Most recently used to be Matt Riddle. Tommaso Ciampa used to be Tommaso Ciampa. Now it's Ciampa uh, or Ciampa. I think it's pronounced. Theory used to be Austin Theory. I mean, those are just three examples of the most recent. And it's something I didn't, while we've noticed this, I don't think it's something that we've realized is a problem, not just because it's ridiculous that they keep changing names, but because of the connection you're talking about. Because somebody named Riddle, well, what is, is he like the Joker? Is he part of Batman? Is he like a part of the Marvel universe? Like, what do you mean by Riddle? Is he going to, is he going to pose a Riddle every single time he has a promo? Like, why can't, why doesn't he have a first name? Uh, you know, Champa. Uh, what the hell's wrong with Tommaso? I, I, I don't understand. Austin Theory, is it too close to Stone Cold Steve Austin? Is that why they did it? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you, to me, you're, yeah, it's a good point to bring up. Like, it's not a relatable thing to have only one name. What's your first and last name? You know, I don't need a middle name. Like, uh, that, that, that does not need it. You know, but what? why not? What is up with that? And I, I don't know what their deal is. I think that Vince looks at it and goes, ah, oh, that, 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 that first name's silly. Let's keep their last name. Well, no, because you're, you're, you're alienating them and making them unrelatable. Why are they suddenly just known as one name? Do you, when you walk into work, do they just say you? I mean, some people just really, uh, you know, speak to other people with their, just their last name. And I mean, it happened in high school for me where, you know, people would call me by my last name. Some people did. But in, in general, most people use your first name. You know, like it doesn't make sense. I, that's a good point to bring up. Uh, so good stuff. And, and oh, yeah. As far as they don't talk about or, or mention their city where they're from. I didn't even notice that. I, I thought they just continued doing that. If they've stopped, I'm now going to pay attention. But if they have stopped, it doesn't make sense either. It's like they're just making them these anonymous uh, these anonymous beings, like, well, where are they from? And I'm guessing they don't do it because they don't want to, if they're a baby face, piss off the people that are in the city. Say, for example, that, you know, you're in Boston and you say this person's from New York City. Well, there's a Yankees, uh, Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Are people going to boo them because they're from New York? Like, Or they just don't care enough. To me, if you want a more sports-like authentic feel, you mentioned the weight, where they're from, and you mentioned their full name. And you also should probably mention that there's a time limit. What happened to time limits in pro wrestling? There used to be uh, the next ma- the following matchup is set for you know one fall with a 20-minute time limit. Like, what happened to that? What happened to time limits? Why? Not? I mean, could it go forever? What if the match went 60 minutes? Would they have to just, I mean, look, you know, while we know there's a fixed time behind the scenes, why would you not at least mention it up front for the sports, the authentic sports feel? So, Brad, I mean, I think you're, you're, you've scratched the surface of a deeper issue, no doubt. So thanks, buddy. And I think two more, and then we're uh, going to get to the emails. Hey, Matt, it's New York, Kyle. I just finished your uh, news brief about MJF. One thing I have to mention, I don't see your after show thing. I don't know what's going on. I haven't seen it on anything Spotify, YouTube, nothing. Just, just saying, I don't know if anyone else has that same problem with me. So I want to talk about Sasha Banks. Before I start, this is not me causing a fire or nothing if you. I'm just respectfully disagreeing. You always mention that she's always, like, you know, obnoxious on the Broker Skull sessions and stuff. But I've actually seen her in other interviews, like, Alice character being, like, Really, like, not ego, like, not being what she was in Brother Soul Sessions. Like, that is just her in character. That's not her in real life. At least in my opinion. Because I've seen her in, like, interviews and stuff. 
Ayla's character not acting like that at all. I'm just saying, like, I agree with part of what you say. She does, she just needs to just see my knocks on the broke school sessions. But all I'm saying is, you can't just follow just on that. There's other stuff she's been in. If you like research on YouTube, I'm not trying to act like I know, I'm a know-it-all. <laughs> I'm not that smart, honestly. <laughs> um, I'm just saying, on, on YouTube and stuff, I've seen evidence of like other videos of her like, not like that. She's actually not like that. That's all I'm bringing up. Just, just politely disagreeing. Still love you in your show. Uh, my three minutes is about to be up in like a half a minute, so I'll mention one more thing. There's a news thing I saw this morning. I don't want to know if you think it's true. I've seen a big rumor going around that Bray Wyatt could return this Sunday at Hell in a Cell because his Twitter handle, since he got released, since he got released, his Twitter handle was his real name, uh, Wintam Rotunda. Yesterday, he actually changed his Twitter handle name back to at Bray Wyatt, which is which is the WWE owned name. So people are thinking now, if he changed it back, maybe he's coming back this Sunday at Hell in a Cell. So let me know if you think it's going to happen. I don't know. I'm like 50-50 on it. Let me, let me know what you think. Anyway, my three minutes is about to be up. I already emailed him for the Mets of Takeover. Hope everyone enjoys back, Backlash. I met Hell in a Cell. Hope everybody enjoys Hell, enjoys Hell in a Cell. Talk to you all next week on the Takeover show. Hey, Kyle. Well, don't worry about disagreeing with me. I, I enjoy it when people do. You know, that's that's part of what wrestling is. I don't expect everyone to agree with me all the time. Don't No need to apologize. It's fun when people have a differing opinion, right? It makes it more interesting. If everyone's participating in group think, then it doesn't make it for a very good show. Now, I, I hear what you're saying, that she has done other, many other interviews, and not all the time does she f- come across as this narcissistic egomaniac. But more often than not, I've seen, and not just Broken Skull Sessions, but other times where she is... Um, just she there's no need for her to play that role and she does right like on broken skull sessions even there's no need for her to do that nobody else that has been on broken skull sessions and or, uh, stone cold has had undertaker he's had uh jericho you know he's had bobby lashley he's i mean go down the list and nobody has been in character during it and Sasha, for whatever reason, still hangs on, if she's playing part of her character, hangs on to a little bit of that. But I assume that that's just who she is. I mean, that was a like a two-hour interview she did with uh, Austin, and she just came across extremely obnoxious. And there's no need to be in character in that. There's no need. And so, I mean, on, on a huge platform to, to do that, I, I don't know. I, I still think that while she has other interviews that you could probably show me where she doesn't come across like that, I I don't know. I mean, you and I could sit here all day and go back and forth about, well, this one she was and this one she wasn't. I don't think either of us are going to change each other's minds. I just I believe that she is truly a bit of a narcissist. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I, I think she has a good heart. I just think she's a little bit into herself. Um, I mean, that's, that's just what I think. So, uh, again, great performer, great wrestler, I mean, and uh, certainly a uh, seems like a good person, but obnoxious and a bit of a narcissist. But again, those are the qualities maybe you have to have as a wrestler. You have to be a little bit selfish, don't you, to succeed? So anyway, no no problem. No, no need to, to uh, feel bad about disagreeing or correcting or whatever. It's, it's, it makes it fun. Okay, so the after show, search the WWE Podcast After Show. Type in the full name, the WWE Podcast After Show. It'll pop up on everywhere that's available now. It should be available at this time. I checked everywhere and it does seem to be there. Bray Wyatt, 
Now, Bray Wyatt, I've heard rumors. He did change his name back on Twitter. There are a lot of, there's a lot of speculation. I wouldn't be surprised. I, you know, I really wouldn't. WWE does own the name Bray Wyatt. So that certainly would uh, be a clue, but also Bray Wyatt likes to play mind games. And perhaps it's just another one of those to start rumors or people talking about him to make himself uh, more relevant and uh, more in the news cycle. So I, I don't know. It'd be hilarious, though, if he returns at the pay-per-view in which really started his downfall, right, with Seth Rollins. <laughs> I mean, imagine if he ta- attacks Seth Rollins inside the cell. Think about that. Think about that. If Bray Wyatt returns at Hell in a Cell, inside the cell, attacks Rollins, which causes him to lose to Cody. And, it, I mean, imagine that. I mean, just if you guys haven't seen that, I don't even need to tell you. The Hell in a Cell from, what, three years ago that started the downfall? of everyone and everything <laughs> that infamous hell in a cell match with Seth Rollins for the cha- uh, universal championship. Just go check that out guys. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it'd be hilarious though. And very poetic, but also very scary if that happens. So, uh, thank you, Kyle. And let's continue on with our final voicemail. Hey man, this is Justin from Maryland. Just want to give my thoughts on a couple of topics heading into uh, hell in the cell. So first I want to touch on, uh, the Usos versus Nakamura and Riddle. I honestly can say I've seen that coming because I figured that they would want the tag titles on the uh, on the premium live event since Roman won't be there. So, you know, Usos, Riddle, and Nakamura is fine. It makes sense since, you know, Nakamura is still in this little feud with the bloodline. You know, he's still looking for revenge. So I think it's cool. Of course, they're not going to win, I guess, since they won the their match by DQ on Raw. Probably be a hell in the cell. I can say I, I, I can see Roman Reigns once again uh, interfering in the match, which would probably kickstart his feud with Riddle supposedly heading to money in the bank. So it's fine. I have no problems with that. Next, Theory and Ali. <clears throat> I'm okay with the feud. Um, I'm not okay with Ali losing. I don't think he's won the match since he returned. I'm not counting that DQ that we just saw. So I don't think Ali will win. I think it would be a good match. I still think that they want to continue that feud with Ciampa, maybe, uh, or Ciampa, Ciampa. Maybe he'll interfere or join Judgment Day, but I don't think Theory's going to lose that title. I actually want to see Kevin Owens um, take a title off him. I think that would be a great feud. Um, Kevin Owens hasn't had a title in years, so I think that would be okay. Um it sucks that there's only one Hell in a Cell match so far. I think it'll probably be one because there's only one more show left. So I think that they should definitely just, I don't know, erase the Hell in a Cell uh, live event. Because remember two years ago, or was that last year when they had a Hell in a Cell match on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and, and Ray, then they had it at Hell in a Cell, I think with Bobby and somebody. And then it was on Raw, he faced... Xavier was in the hell in the cell. I mean, yeah, in the hell in the cell. So I don't think they need to continue this this uh this event. I mean, you know, the match okay is fine with the right few, but I don't think it's necessary anymore because you know the match is kind of like watered down. So finally, um, I don't know if you heard, but John Cena's supposed to be returning this month for his 20th anniversary. I can't wait. I said I love John Cena, so. Interesting to see who he's going to feud with. I can honestly say it's possibly Edge or Finn Balor because, you know, that 
the whole thing with Finn Balor and Reigns. But I think him and Edge could definitely have a good feud. Um, you know, have them face the members of the group and then have them face Edge at SummerSlam. So that'd be good. Uh, that'd be good. So just want your thoughts on that. So. All right, Mr. Closer, Justin from Maryland. Thank you, buddy, for chiming in this week. Now, <clears throat> I'm glad you brought up John Cena because I completely forgot about that. You guys really fill in the blanks for me. You guys are carrying the show a lot of times because there's so much I overlook, forget, repeat, don't don't mention it all. And you guys really <laughs> fill in the gaps for things that are uh, I should know off the bat and uh, embarrassingly I don't. So thanks, Justin. But John Cena, it is his 20th anniversary of debuting in WWE, June 27th, 2002. He came and went face-to-face with Kurt Angle and famously said that he has ruthless aggression, and he slapped Kurt Angle. We all, we've all we seen the clip 100 times, and they'll play it 400 more times this month. You can guarantee that. So if John Cena does return, I think he will. I don't know if it's to start off a program or if it's a one-off uh, for the June 27th edition of Monday Night Raw. It's not SmackDown. I know he debuted on SmackDown, but the way that things fall this year, June 27th is on a Monday. So I think he'll appear on the Monday Night Raw for June 27th. And it'd be cool if Kurt Angle came out too and they could just recreate it. Just kind of a, a nostalgic moment. And he goes face to face. I mean, like 20 years later, they do the same thing. WWE loves to recreate their, their moments. So, I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, I don't think they'll do that, but I think given that they're trying to start a hashtag of Cena month, certainly John Cena is going to come back. He'll probably AA somebody cut a good promo and leave. Do I think it's going to lead to a match with somebody at SummerSlam or beyond? Maybe. I, I don't even know who you'd pair him with right now, though. I mean, Brock Lesnar's gone. Um, you know, Roman Reigns already, we already did, did that. I, I don't know who you'd even pair him with. I don't. So certainly, this is something that we'll keep an eye on, but I definitely expect John Cena to come back for at least a cameo appearance on the June 27th edition of Monday Night Raw, commemorating his 20th anniversary of debuting in WWE. Cool. Uh, as far as erasing the, or let me let me touch Ali first. I agree that Ali should not lose, but I bet he will. And he hasn't won a match straight up since he returned uh, a, a number of weeks ago. And I would agree that Ali needs a little bit more of a, a platform. He needs to get some matches wins underneath his belt. And he needs to also, I, I think give him some in ring time. I mean, not, not just these quick matches, but also allow him to connect with the crowd on a deeper level, do some character development. The guy's really good on the mic. I don't understand why they don't, you know, push him a little bit further, but I think he'll lose. Uh, I, I do. I'm with you. As far as erasing the hell in a cell event, I would have signed up for that about 15 years ago. Whenever they started this event, it has been something that I have been on the um, soapbox of for a long time, that it is a, a complete devaluing event. It, it, there's nothing worse that you could create to devalue what the Hell in a Cell meant than creating a pay-per-view every single uh, year in which the, this this uh, special stipulation just happens to take place and whatever's going on just uh, is going on and uh, whatever matches are hanging around one of them or two of them will go in the cell it's the opposite of what the cell meant it used to feel special it used to feel like oh my god they're going inside the cell now it's oh oh the cell oh, cool uh, you know <laughs> and they've also taken away blood which also takes away some of the dramatization of the matchup and and uh you know, they're not going to bring that back because it's PG unless it happens the hard way. 
But I would agree. I, I would erase the entire event. And like you said, they also do their Monday Night Raw. They've done it on Raw. They've done it on SmackDown. Hell in a Cell. Like, what? What? Why? You know, it's clearly for ratings. They, everything right now is about throwing the rules aside, throwing things that used to mean something aside for the sake of just giving the biggest show best rating possible. Even if it does long-term damage, we want short-term gain. That's essentially the WWE motto. They've done it, they've done it with match stipulations, championship matches. Now it's expected that almost every show, TV show they have, there's going to be some kind of title match, right? We, we've just gotten numb to that now, and we shouldn't. We should push back against that and say, what are you doing? But again, it's short-term rating, pop-in ratings, biggest show, even if it does long-term damage. So th there's one thing, the bastardization of match stipulations that they just, again, throw out cage matches or dime a dozen, triple threat matches or dime a dozen, hell in a cell matches are getting there. And it's a part of the just annual schedule on top of any other time of the year that they just throw it out there. The championship matches that are just, I mean, literally every single show and the fact that um, they are ignoring the brand rules. I mean, they bring people over from shows regardless of the rules, which again, you put all these things together individually, they're not a huge deal, but you, you, you stack them on top of each other and, and it becomes a much larger problem. And it just sends the message, the larger overarching message that all of this adds up to is we're going to forego, uh, we're going to forego prestige. We're going to forego logic and we're going to forego our own rules for the sake of just creating the biggest show possible at any time. Screw the rules. And I think that does long-term damage of which they seemingly don't care about. So, uh, thanks, Justin. I went on a little bit of a rant there, but uh, I appreciate your call. I appreciate you taking the time and we'll talk to you next week. So that does it for me guys on the voicemail portion of the mailbag. I do apologize for this being a little bit late as I record this right now. I started the show last night. It is about 1.20 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. So I do apologize for the delay. Mailbag always seems to be delayed because it's a it's a bear to put together with all the audio files. But anyway, uh, let's get to a quick commercial break. And then on the other side of the break, Mr. And Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan will be immediately joining you for all the emails and the response to them. So thank you, everybody. I'll be back uh, for the after show later tonight covering a new episode and you're not going to want to miss that it's not just about wrestling guys i talk about other stuff podcasting how to, how to help you events going on in the world other sports it's the after show join us there search for us uh, just search for us the wwe podcast after show it's available everywhere it should be now so uh, thank you everybody for listening and as always i'll talk to you next time you got to check out the mentality show if you could be a fly on the wall and could hear how men think and really want to hear what goes on in the minds of everyday men, then you should check out The Mentality Show every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on YouTube and Facebook Live. Real men, real talk. The Mentality Show. You can find them anywhere you stream podcasts and YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look up The Mentality Show. Welcome back to the WWE Podcast. Let's get back to more great wrestling audio. Hello, WWE Podcast World. This is none other than Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan. And with me, I got Miss Casual Wrestling Fan live. Hello. In the TakeOver Studios. That's right. And that's an homage to our guy, DJ Kuzmo. Shout out to Kuzmo, hey. man. Hey, we hanging here with you. 
we waiting for you to come back for your return here on the TakeOver Edition. And as part of the Casual Wrestling crew, we out here for you, sir. Hello. And mm-hmm. we want to say hey to all our listeners out here. You know, how are you doing today, my love? I'm doing mighty well. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, we dipped in the lake today, so... That was fun. Kind of tired, but that's okay. (laughs) So, we're going to hop straight into you, the listeners' letters. You know, we got... What is this? Um... I'm so asleep. I don't even know what paper... Uh, excuse me. PLE it is. This is Hell in a Cell. We're getting ready. So, as we gear up for Hell in a Cell, we're going to hop into our first letter, and it comes to us from our friends at the WTFW Podcast Show, Uh-oh. with none other than Trash Man Twitty and Mean the Mean Lion. Shout out to you. Uh-oh. So, they wrote into the show, and just for a little backstory, you know, they they want to so-called call me out on their show, and that's okay, you know, Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan, we out here, we mobile, right? They tried. They tried. You know, and you know, I always clap back. You know, so if you want to hear Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan and Miss Casual Wrestling Fan give our response to them at the WTFW Podcast, check them out. Episode 7. It was lit. Or fire, as they like <laughs> to say. But we're going to have hop straight into your letter, Mean to Mean Lines, and Trash Man Twitty in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Dear Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan, I would just like to point out that we feel you are avoiding us. Yes, you sent in a voice trash list on our podcast and blatantly disrespected the whole Northwest. However, this was a call in voicemail. And again, here you are on the takeover show, only taking emails. I think it's time for a face-to-face or voice-to-voice sit down between you two and us two. And in the spirit of competition... We challenge you and your Vegas odds and your insider information to a prediction challenge. We will make our predictions on WTFW and you will make yours now for the winners of all the matches at Hell in the Cell. Winner picks the location, the podcast, or the scenario for our eventual eventual sit-down. Should you choose to accept that would be fire. (laughs) Should you choose not to accept... That would be trash, much like whatever you did or influence or whoever you called to sideline Miss Nikita Lyons. Trash. <laughs> Was this a Tanya Harding-esque situation? <laughs> we have questions. Lastly, there are a few people with the name Trash in their gimmick name. Nikki Trash, Trash Holland, and of course, your girl Crash, I mean, I'm sorry, girl Trash Legend. Do not be trash. We'll wait for your response. Sincerely, WTFW Podcast. Oh, shout out to Trash Man Twitty and Mean to Mean Land. Shout out to him. Well, let me start up here at the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what do you say? What do you say? We're taking over. And yes, we take over the mailbag. And yes, we take over the email portion. And guess what, sir? I read your whole email in its entirety, as I said I would. We not scared of who? Trash man Twitty, please. Mean to mean line. He cool, but we ain't scared. So let me say this. And this is something else that me and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan talk about off air. We make our picks for these shows normally on Wednesday. Yes. The show doesn't happen normally till Sunday or Saturday, depending on the PLE. Exactly. So... Our picks hold tough through SmackDown, which we don't watch, 
and any other spoiler that can come out between Wednesday and the PLE show day. No so that shows you how accurate Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan is that we make our picks before SmackDown even happens. So that means when we pick in certain wrestlers that wrestle on SmackDown, we haven't even seen how the program's going to conclude. We haven't seen the blow-off show, the go-home show. And we still make our predictions and they're accurate. So please don't come to us like, we oh, we want to do a pick-off challenge. You know what's so funny to me? He want to talk about how long it took me to reply to him. He wants to do a pick challenge and he didn't send me his picks. He sure did. He wants to wait till Saturday after he watches uh, SmackDown yeah. and then make his picks. I get it. You want to watch the spoilers and the rumors and, and then get your little picks. But guess know. what? Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan and Miss Casual Wrestling Fan of the Casual Wrestling Fan crew, we're not scared at all. We give our picks every PLE. And guess what? We stand by our picks every PLE. So... Your challenge? How about you just make some picks and we'll see who's better. You know, you don't even have to put no sauce on it because we're not scared. I'll let you pick the place if that's how you want to be. Because you know what? You can have a little clout. We can let you have some clout. Ain't that right? We do appreciate your tactics, though. Hey, we like it. Uh, go listen to WTFW. It is a great show. We love the show. Guess what? That's why we talk to trash men Twitter like that. Because we like the show. Much love to you. That's and right. uh, Seattle Seahawks suck. <coughs> trash. Trash. Yeah, not a fan. Sorry. Sorry, dude. <laughs> How about that? It's Philly over here. Hey, you, you hear me? Know. Okay. You know. Brotherly love. Check it out. Let's get it right. Patriots right here. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, and back, no. This something else mean to me said, and uh, Trash Man tweeted said, You want to know what the Patriots did last night, last uh, year? We had uh, Mac 10, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. only only rookie uh, quarterback to go to the playoffs. Get some, sir. Don't come to me like, oh, Patriots ain't did nothing. Who? Who? All right. He thinking about them Seahawks who lost Russell Wilson and ain't got a hope in a prayer to even get a win this year. Tell me how y'all do when y'all quarterback leave. We all know the best players come from Alabama. Let's just <laughs> hey, say that. Roll okay, tide. roll tide, baby. Anyway, let's right. move on. We got we gave trash man Twitter. We gave you a little piece of personal life here. Hey, there it is. <laughs> we gave him enough. Just a little. Hey. That was fire. How about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fire. There it is. All right. So, we're going to move on. Sorry. We had another little dick right here from Matt. Shout out to Matt. Hi. Hey. Shout out to Matt. Yeah. And shout out to you, the listening. If you want Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan to read your letter during our takeover edition, or if you want Matt to read it during the normal weeks, you can write in to mailbag at WWEpodcast.com. That's again at mailbag at WWEpodcast.com. Write in, or you can uh, voicemail in to the, the number, and matter give you that because I don't have that handy. Ha ha. Anyway, we're going to move on to our next one, and it comes from uh, the Casual Wrestling Cruise Finest, Dr. BGB. Yay! Shout out to the resident doctor. Guess what? DJ Kuzmo, we're going to send Dr. BGB out there, and he gonna help you out. Shout out to Kuzmo again. Hey, we here for you, brother. And we gonna keep this mailbag going. Hey, this is shout out to you. Alright, so let's read his letter. Dr. D. I'm sorry, I do this every time. Dr. BGB. Gonna get your letter in three, two, one. My favorite time in the month is upon us again. Give a warm welcome to the number one married couple of the wrestling podcast world. Come on. Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling Fan. Woo! Now, without further ado, let me introduce myself. Come it on. It is the certified yep. one of a kind, 
doctor of the takeover crew. Come on. Dr. B G B. Say uh, it with me. Let's go. It's been a while since we've talked, and I just have to start off by saying I do not appreciate trash can Twitty with <laughs> Queen Namine Lion. Hold on, he where said Queen Namine <laughs> Lion. Hold on, trash can Twitty and Queen Namine. Dr. D, I mean, Dr. BGB, you doing it, boy. Let's go. Disrespecting my head of the table, the leader of the takeover crew, the main honcho, and the sauce king, Mr. Casual Wrestling Man. I gotta support my leader. But besides that, I want to ask you both a question, and that is with the Cody and Seth feud coming to an end, what do you see happening in the future for both of them? Like, what direction will Cody Rhodes go, and why and what direction does Seth Rollins go, and why? Mm. My other question is, who do the both of you predict to screw the Bullet Club over this weekend and be the fourth member of Judgment Day? All right, well, the emergency room filling up, but I still have some room for my crybaby Dennis McGinley. (laughs) Anyways, that's all for this week. Hope all is well with the entire podcast family, and I'll talk to you all next time in the emergency room. Mic drop. BGB. 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 Shout out to Dr. BGB. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. See that trash can Twitty and Queen the Mean. See, I can't make this up. I can't predict this. Matt. Hey, Matt, send me these emails. Don't get mad at me how it fall out. It's a great but night. <laughs> shout out to Dr. BGB, but let's break down your letter. Um, first off, now let's talk about this. And I know we talked about this off air. You guys, I go off on tangents, so we're going to keep this one brief as possible. But you, you had a great question. Where do we think Seth and Cody will go after their third match? Um... I know a lot of people speculate about Cody. You know, his mission statement was to become champion. But I think Cody's still a ways away from being champion. You know, and Seth Rollins, we've been predicting Seth to be champion since beginning 2020. I mean, 2022, excuse me. Beginning 2022 around Royal Rumble, you know, at the day one pay-per-view, we all saying put it on Seth, put it on Seth. It's you just know. really overdue, honestly. It is. I don't see why they're but holding no on closer. to that. He's no closer to the bill. Since day one, day one is the closest he's ever been to the title. And Brock Lesnar came in there and, and, and took the belt. And then Royal Rumble, Bobby gets it. And then, oh no, Bobby got it. See, look, I forgot how it happened. Anyway, point is, Seth Rollins didn't win. <laughs> and he is a far away away from the championship. It's just starting to feel like a punishment at this point. I mean... I now, don't know. now let's be honest, and that's a good point. You know, I don't think Seth did anything to get punished per se, but his gimmick is strong. I mean, even though he loses match after match after match, he's still self freaking right. Oh, he's loved, and we don't think no less of Seth. No, we feel like they need to reward him and put a belt on him. They should because of his, you know, his good work. This man now, has never been. As far as Cody. I could see him probably getting a mid-level belt, maybe Intercontinental, maybe U.S. I see him going for the mid-card belt first. They teased it with Austin Theory, and then they moved him off of that and moved Mustafa in, in his place. I could see him, you know, possibly getting drafted to SmackDown. 
You know, but now they got Roman. They know. Raw's not going to lose. That's a future food. So, feud, not ready yet. So I guess our direct answer would be Cody, probably meal car built. And then Seth, he's probably getting a blood feud with somebody. I mean, I don't think he's nowhere closer to the WWE Championship. It's, it's unfortunate. It is. But, but hey, shout out to Seth Rollins. Yes. Um, And we like Cody. We like Seth. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, and then, who do we think is going to be the fourth member? That's a good question. Who do you think is going to join the Judgment Day? You really want to know? Obviously, in the match. I don't think it's going to be Lee. I do. You do? I think it's going to shock the world. Liv Morgan. She's going to have the most change gimmick ever when this happens. Okay. And people might finally give her a chance who don't give her a chance. So. I don't give her a chance. So. I don't either. But uh, I'm just saying, I might give her a shot if she changes okay. this gimmick. But a regardless. I don't think it'll um, I don't think, think it'll be AJ. I think AJ. No. Not AJ. I mean, it could be Leo. I don't think that's a bad pick at all. It could be Finn. You gotta be even, it though. Be it has to be a woman. I think it needs to be a man. Because Rhea can go be champion. She gonna be champion. She can. I love Rhea. You know what I mean? So, I don't think you want another woman to, to slow her down, you know, be in a tag team again. But would it slow her down? Yes. Or would it just give her something to do until she's champion? I mean, true. But, look, she'd been tagging with Leo before she was dirty. That's I mean, back when they were actually partners. That. I just want to see a change. Now, Judgment now, Day is a little deeper and darker. That's true, and I'm not saying Liv wouldn't be a great person. I it think, makes change. And I think it could be Liv. Rhea's not even the same, if you ask me. I mean, she's, she's darker. I love so. it. You know, but I'm thinking, I don't know. I think it's somebody we're not thinking of. I don't it think might it's be. Finn. I don't think it's Liv. I think it's going to be another shock me. It might be know? shocking, honestly. It'll be shocking regardless. If I had to pick out of the match, if you say pick somebody... Out of the tag team, I'm going with Finn Balor. Emmy Finn, Miss Casual Fan said live. And so that's I only say that because I don't want Finn part of this group. He's good with him and his demon side. I love it, but what if he could be Demon 24? But then he'll just be used. He's already doing that enough of that. True. That is true. They're I just mean, using this man. Like I don't like that. But anyways. Good, good point. Moving good. on, fellow uh, WWE Universe. He took a good shot at Dennis McGinley. You know, he's yeah. trying to get a little faction, but guess what, Dennis McGinley? The casual wrestling crew is always the number one faction. Because guess what? We the twos, you, you the ones. ones. And Trash Can, Tweety, and Queen the Mean. You can't make this stuff <laughs> That's up. That's hilarious. You can't sorry, make, guys. I'm sorry, guys. You can't make this That's up. That's not cool. <laughs> we, hey, no one's safe. That's what you said. No one's safe. <laughs> hey, they write it, we read it. There you go. <laughs> All right, on to the next one. All right. Oh, well, Matt hasn't sent us one. So, until he sends us one, <laughs> we're not on to the next one. So, um, we'll give you away a free pick. How about that? Let's do a free Let's pick. Let's do a pick. That sounds fun. Let's do a free pick. So, we're going we're gonna to pick Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. We're going to give you this one for free. Oh, got, a, oh, got another one. So, we got two messages on deck. And Let's pick Theory. Or Ali. Now, just to let everybody ooh, know, ooh. Austin Theory is the favorite. He is the favorite. Oh, got another one. That's Yay. three. He is the Vegas favorite, but what do we think? It's for the U.S. Championship. Finally, a, a U.S. Championship being shown on a PLE. Austin, well, not Austin Theory, excuse me. Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Who do we think? Is gonna win this match. Who do you got? On paper, theory. Theory. Personally, I think it's another shock and all. Ali's gonna take it. Ooh. I only say that because I do feel 
Theory has nothing like that will actually hurt him, even if it's a loss. I feel like he's so in favor with Vince McMahon right now. I love it. He could take a loss and it. still be cold and still come back and probably get the belt I think after right. that. Because he's young. He's very young. And they really press on that. And that is a good point. Now, I agree with you in that fact. And it could be the vice versa, too, that he's such a Vince McMahon boy. It could. That he it ain't going to let him lose. You know, and teacher's I, pet. <laughs> so, our official pick is for Theory. Okay, but we'll go what? with it. Guess what? But you heard us. <laughs> You can pick Ali. You That's can. not a bad pick. It's not. And, and I'm biting my, my finger right now not to pick Ali. I was about to say, I'm 50-50. You know, but they could be punishing him, too. They could. So. I mean, look at him. He hasn't so, really went nowhere hey, lately. Hey. So, all right. But anyway, when we got the next letter, you get to hear our picks. Since nobody asked, you get a freebie. Write it down. Take a picture. Whatever. This next one comes from Mr. Dennis McGinley. Dennis. Shout out to Dennis great Patreon member, and we're going to read your letter in three, two, one. Hey there, Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. This is your none other hill of the show, Mr. Dennis McGinley. I am taking things over and forming a group called the McGinley Fiction Five. If you know who you are great, other be ready dumb nuts to be destroyed i have one opening for joining the group or fiction does he mean faction, faction. i'm they sorry guys faction. i think he meant faction my bad so last week matt talked about my music is one of the new york yankees <laughs> well matt i enjoy when the yankees lose what oh, oh. i'm a yankees fan sir <laughs> so the yankees are like roman reigns they have all the gold and guess what it's getting moldy and old in here. Oh, no. Roman being part-time makes him look fat and scared. <laughs> what I mean by fat, he just sits in the back mode all the time. Sits <laughs> in the back mode. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes he comes out to help the Usos. But what trash? I'll say it. Roman needs to come out and wrestle. Especially if he is part-time and has two belts. Now to this boy named... Conway Twitty and his partner I stand up with the team called Green Bay Packers I don't like hearing about all the good things about this team you call who? The Seattle Seahawks? Stop trash! The Seahawks appeared in three Super Bowls the Green Bay Packers have appeared in five. The green and gold have more championships talk with you next week take care. Hope Yankees lose but they won't. <laughs> ah, nah. They're Dennis. praying on the downfall, Mr. Casual Wrestling fan. Uh-oh, see that? All right, Mr. McGinley. Mr. Dennis McGinley. Let's start with you and your... Yeah. We'll start with the fact. We'll start, yes. we'll start up top. We're going to work around that. We, we ain't going to kid him first. All right. So, Dennis, number one, the Casual Wrestling crew will always be the number one faction, sir. I'm sorry. We're just too big. You can't you can't be worldwide like us. You know, go, go talk to Dr. BGB. It'll let you know how we feel. So anyway, we're going to move on from that. We're not joining, are we? No. 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 Sorry. Sorry. Declined. Try again. All right. <laughs> now, before I talk about the Yankees, I am going to talk about the point he made about Roman Reigns. Yeah. Which can be a point that we can think about. Is Roman Reigns getting stale? Now, he's been champion. Who... <laughs> Who the, who the blank knows how long he's been champion? Honestly, now. it's just been a while. Plus we know this. Plus 700. He's been champion. He's been champ long enough for people to not like him because he's champ. And see, so. now, 
We're getting not to because the he's point. Him. <laughs> exactly. But because he's champ. Are we getting to the point of where people are? Because I'm a Patriots fan. Ha <laughs> ha. And so we've been to the Super Bowl <laughs> eight times, sir. <laughs> How about that? Eight appearances, six wins. Get some anyway. So if we really think about this, with you know, like the Patriots and the Yankees, people start to hate it that you're winning. So they, so they can't even see the good that you're doing. They just hate it that you win. Oh, they always win. Oh, Roman always win. It's even matches when you know the person's going to lose. They still get mad. Who really thought John Cena was going to beat Roman Reigns? Yes, people thought that. And like, no. Yes, yes, John's going to win. A part-time was not going to win the match. Point is, Roman's getting old. Right? I mean, he's yeah, he's stale. old. He's got his own little stale. family not growing. Age, not age, but the, the game. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, that's what I was referring and to. And not to me. I'm still we the ones. I'm still bloodline. I'm still fully invested. Yeah. But for some other fans who didn't like Roman to start with, have hated him because he's a heel and don't like heels. I mean, I can remember when JBL was champion for a year, and that seemed like the longest year of my life. Like, he would never lose the belt. Mm-hmm. And and I didn't like JBL at that time. You know, I can respect what he did now. But at the time, I did not like JBL. So, no, that was a hard year for me. I still don't <laughs> like him. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Kyler fan, do you not like him? <laughs> so, for the fans that didn't even like Roman Hill, you know, they actually give us what we're supposed to feel and don't like him. We're not supposed to like him. They actually don't like him. It's been two and a half years of not liking him, and he's still the champ. Sounds like he's doing his job. I mean, he's doing, he's doing his job. Yep, the ability creatures. <laughs> but what about the fans that never liked this? I mean, now both the belts on him, so you can't even make it like the other champion. You're stuck. No, with now Roman they're just Reigns. angry. And now you put both the belts on him, and now he said, "Now you part time." Now we're not gonna see him except for PLEs. I, I mean, mean, why would you put both the belts on Roman if he was going part time? That 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 that's futile. And I don't see Roman losing the belt no time soon. I, you want to hear a prediction, Trash Man Tweety? Roman's not going to lose against Riddle. Roman's not going to lose against Ro- uh, 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 Randy. R- <laughs> uh, uh, Roman ain't going to lose against Drew. I don't I don't see Roman losing the next three PLEs. I see him walking out clean and Money in the Bank. I see him walking out clean to SummerSlam. I see him walking out clean to Clash of Champions. And I don't know what's next for him after that. But I see him walking out clean. I see him making it all the way to WrestleMania. I see him making it, but I'm not going to rule Drew out. It may not be this year, but I don't know. The people love this dude. I like him, too, but I'm just saying, as the fans, as the whole universe, they want to see this man champ. He is the golden child. I like Drew. I like Drew a lot. And I just don't feel like... I get it. He got robbed of his moment in 2020 against Brock Lesnar. But he still beat Brock in five minutes. I'm still mad about but that. But that's the rule. <laughs> you can't get mad because your rule didn't happen right. And that is bad. But it's wrestling. That was terrible. But he, anyway, he not my decision moment. to make. <laughs> I will put it on Cody. I think Cody should be the guy. That's my opinion. That's Mr. Casual Wrestling fan. I like pick. that idea. It's Cody Rhodes. I like that idea. Hey, Now, as far as the Yankees, sir... We I can't co-sign on that. You're not gonna bash the Yankees. Now, I don't I don't like baseball like that. But guess what? My my wife say that it's the Yankees. Guess what it is? 
the Yankees. Ain't that right? Yes. Hey, and, and who you say? Green Bay Packers? Are y'all even keeping Aaron Rodgers? Where about keeping him happy before you talk about the next team that just lost their quarterback? <laughs> Coming from someone talking about our World Series Yeah, win. yeah. What? You're a hater. Go Guess Yankees. What? Let's put that out there. Dennis McGinley, you are, you are what we call a hater. Yes. <laughs> you hating on Roman because he winning. Yep. You hating on the Yankees because they winning. Yep. But guess what? You a Packer fan. Oh, guess what? You hating because y'all ain't went to the Super Bowl in a long time. You just a hater, sir, and that's okay. My my play brother, he a, he a, he a, a Green Bay fan, too. He is. He a hater, though. He is. <laughs> and, and for you to be from a good team, you fall to respect the next good team. You a hater. You hating on Roman, hating on the Yank, anyway. So we're gonna, we're gonna move on. Hey, would you keep writing in, Dennis? We love your spunk. We're gonna see if anybody's gonna join the Dennis McGinley Faction Five. Of course. But you'll never be the Casual Wrestling Crew because we, we the twos. Nah. I know. You're the two. There you go. And we the one. There it is. There we're we gonna go. move on to Dennis from Ireland. Hey, <gasps> Dennis is from everywhere. So this is Dennis from, from Ireland. I cannot wait to go to Ireland one day, Mr. Hey. Dennis. Hey, guess what? It's a dream of mine. Ask Mr. Casual Wrestling fan. Yeah. Anyway. I'd love to go to Ireland. Yes. We're going to read your message. Family history there. In three, two, one. Hello, Matt. It's Dennis O'Brien from Ireland. How the heck are you? I hope you are well. I have not been in touch in a while because I'm extremely busy with work. I am enjoying the wrestling programmies as off late. When the brand split officially finishes, I can see a lot of mid-carters or even below mid-carters forming tag teams. I think that Kevin Owens and Ezekiel will be forced to team together as an odd couple tag team. (laughs) (laughs) It may be fun or even Owens and Zayn. Okay, yeah. Think T-Bar under his NXT name, Dominic... Dijakovic. Yeah. Would be a great fit for Judgment Day. Okay, yeah, I like that. Is that it? That's it. All right. Sorry, guys. He is signing off. Okay, there it is. All right, all the way from Dennis, from all the way from Ireland. Shout out to you. That's right. Can we say... Beautiful Ireland? Yeah. Okay, we can say that today. It is beautiful. Hey, shout out to Dennis. Now, let's go jump into this letter. Let's do it. All right. Nice letter, Dennis. Now, that's a good point. If they ever ended the brand split, that meaning mm-hmm. that wrestlers can wrestle on any show, which I don't think they would, if, especially with Fox getting mad that they superstars are wrestling on Raw. I don't really see that happening anytime soon, but I can agree if that were to happen, yes, they'd have to strengthen the mid-card. I'd like to see K.O. Sammy. They funny. Are they, though? Yeah. Or are they annoying? They were funny. I don't I know. Like K-O Honestly, K.O. and Self. Hold on. K.O. and I Sam. love them. Ooh, they are funny together. They should put the belts on them. They That's are nice. hilarious they together. Sami Zayn is just annoying to me. I like I'm sorry that. for all the Sami Zayn fans. Hey, I apologize. I, hold on. But I don't ooze. <laughs> yeah. And he believed it. That's great. Ooh. That's like telling some kid in high school, like, hey, you're part of the clique. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm like, no, that's hey, not right. That's hey, bullying. Meet us at the playground. <laughs> we do not condone it. Meet us at the playground at 3 o'clock. And right? everybody bitches you. And nobody's there. <laughs> you and your juice box. Anyway. Honorary ooze. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but I like Sammy Zane. I think he's funny. I like him trying to get into the bloodline, trying to weasel his way into it. I thought the promo was pointless between him and KO. Yeah. But. Okay. Most definitely pointless. Um, what about Kevin Owens and Ezekiel? It'd be funny. It'd be okay. Now, playing into the whole, you're Elias. 
I mean, I feel like that's getting old. Like, I mean, it's and it's getting old fast. Okay. Or how you say, Mr. Casual fan, stale. Yeah. It's getting very stale. It's getting stale. I'm also getting like tired it. of hearing about it. I like, like it. you're either Elias or Ezekiel, but can we please stick to it and move He's towards Ezekiel. your path? He's Ezekiel. K.O. Do don't want to keep doing it. I know, but can we all move on? I get it. But, <laughs> but it is funny because, you know, WWE normally doesn't acknowledge what they used to be. No, they and don't. it's kind of funny that they're actually doing this moment. They are. They do a lot of change gimmicks all the time. And that's why I love KO. He doesn't lie. Like that's his gimmick. He tells the truth, but everybody say, "Is that not it? Is that not a lie?"s Obviously. I mean, technically, it's not. Lies. I mean, so or whatever the man's real name is. Yes. But yeah, it's I mean, him. Is that the person that played a lie? Yes. Technically, what he should say. Yes, it is. Yes, but the WWE fans cheer him for that. No. No. They boo him and say, "No, this is Ezekiel now." They put Ezekiel over because they're invested, and they made us, and we and we did it. So, hey, I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I like Ezekiel and uh, uh and yeah, Dominic. The, uh, see, I can't do Dajakovi, but yeah, he'd be a great fit. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. All right, so we're gonna move on. We're gonna go on to. Grim Keith Reefer. <laughs> That's a lot to say. Grim Reefer. I is that like what, is that, that what it says? Grim, Grim Reefer? Reefer. Okay. I like the 420, baby. Oh, Lord. Grim Reefer, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, pause. I'd love to hear how Matt was going to say this. I'm just, I'm, am I saying it right? No, yeah, yes. Reefer. Yes. Hey, okay. It's just funny. So, so, are you like, are you so, just so gone, you dead? <laughs> Are you under the sea? I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's that. <laughs> a reef. He, hey, he went. Uh, he went. Uh, uh, Matt Riddle. <laughs> yeah, most definitely chilling with him. Anyway, uh, let's move on, anyway, Mister. So we're gonna get straight into your letter because we the two. No, you the two. We the ones. In five, four, three, two, one. It's been a long night. Yeah. Hey, WWE Podcast Universe. And Mr. and Mrs. Casual Wrestling fan. That right. Hell in a Cell on Sunday. Come on. I must say, I'm pretty disappointed. I hope more is announced on Friday. If the only men's title on the card is the United States Championship, surely both women's championships should be on the card at least. You don't want to see Ronda wrestle. (laughs) One more thing (laughs) I'm disappointed by is only one match is in the cell. Tell me about it, man. Yeah. The thing is... I'm not disappointed by our finally the United States Championship is on a premiere live event. Ezekiel versus KO, this gets dafter each week. I could watch these argue and fight all day. Ha. Cody versus Seth, it is guaranteed to be an amazing match, but I hope it's the last time we see it for a bit. The best to the last, the Judgment Day can only see a judgment day when they are not going to have them lose when they're building them up. I'll predict judgment day wins after an interference from their newest member. I agree. Whether it's a dude with a hoodie on or a turn by Finn, who knows? Ha. Cheers for now. Grim. Grim Reefer. Make very good points, Mr. Grim. I like Reefer. that. <laughs> Let's, let's break down his points real quick. We'll start the last of the first. Yes. He's, he's predicting a judgment day win yep. due to interference by the fourth member. Yeah. I like it. Seems and perfect. Vegas agrees with you, sir. Do we agree with him? Do we think? I do. I think judgment day has to win. That's just me. Okay, yeah. So I think judgment day will win. It is. The fourth member 
We talked about that. Yeah. You got this early in the show. Yeah. He's going to clickbait for you. Here you go. All right. Um, Spoiler. Cody versus Seth will be an amazing match in the series. It scene, will. Y'all. They going to now get ready. That's a heartbreaker. It's going to be at least one big spot. Yeah. It's going to be one big spot in the match. Look out for it. And I do think we're going to have a good match. And I am disappointed that it's only one. I thought they would have did the triple threat in the cell. Or Bobby Omos in the cell. Or, yeah, that's about it. But, oh, no, the tag team championships. Honestly, in my opinion, you can't call up, how do you say, PLE, or in my terms, pay-per-view event, Hell in a Cell, with just one Hell in a Cell match. I honestly feel like it should be all Hell in the Cell, all matches. Period. Mm. And see, you know honestly, what? Honestly, period. You don't call a pay-per-view that and just say, oh, hey, there goes one. There you go. Here's your dog bone. <laughs> oh, here comes Matt. Yeah, we more got two, emails. two more. But I totally agree now. I will say, a lot of people on the opposite side of that, and, and let us be clear, I I know that's crazy, and that might be a casual wrestling opinion. Take it how you want it. But it will be nice if they put... Four to five good matches to yes. sell worthy on the card and let all of them be in the sale. Can it's we get called, that much? It's called Hell in the Cell. I want to see Hell in the Cell. But bare minimum, I want two. Now, I do agree. I want the program to warrant the Hell in the Cell. I don't just want you to put Ezekiel and K on the sale. I don't just want you to put uh, Mustafa and Theory in the sale. That's stupid. But the triple threat needs to be in the cell. Big time things. Uh, 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 Judgment Day. Needs to be in the cell. Put that, that would in be the killer. Take the girl, no, leave the girls in and do something unprecedented. I, I don't know how you do it. I know that's crazy. Yep. Give me all the, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> I don't care. Figure it out. And if not, just put the dudes in there. You feel me? Or do the tag team championships. RK Bro versus uh, the Usos. Hell in the cell. Rematch. Winner take all. Yeah. That's massive. So yes, I like I, that. They could put a lot of more better matches up. Yeah. In Hell in the Cell. I um, agree. But moving on, I'm sorry. You see, we get wrapped up, don't we? That's okay. <laughs> We're here to enjoy it. But shout out to Grim uh, Reefer, and you Thank keep right you. here. So we like them letters. You, hey, you think we're gonna lift him into the casual wrestling crew? I so, think I think we got to. It's a possibility. Guess what, Grim Reefer? You are now inducted into the casual wrestling crew. You got you got grouped in, sir. You can't join the little faction fab. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be. You with don't this. want none of come, that. Come to the home team, cause guess what? This is and his group, they the twos, and we, we the, the ones. ones. But we're gonna move on. Uh oh. Oh man, we're going to none other than New York. Kyle. I knew it. <laughs> hey, this is another member of the Casual Wrestling Crew. You know, we got New York Kyle. Oh, he's awesome. We love when you write in, man. Keep writing in. We're going to get straight in your level. We ain't going to get no sauce to you. That's right. In three, two, one. Well, it's that time again. It's a PLE week. That could only mean two things. Matt will be busy as heck giving us content like the great podcaster he is. And it's a takeover week, even though I have turned heel and joined Dennis McGinley to change my stale baby face gimmick. No! What? Kyle! I've had on here for like two years now. Oh, Kyle! Oh, oh. This is how you know we don't read these messages. Kyle! You gonna trade it to Castle Wrestling Crew? Oh, Kyle. He done turned heel. See, I gotta call. See, now I gotta call Dr. BGB. I gotta call uh, Kuzmo. 
We got we gotta have a meeting there, Kyle. You're in trouble. Keep going. Might get deducted. Uh-oh, uh oh, yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. You might get deducted, Kyle. Uh oh. Even though I may have turned heel and joined Dennis McGinley to change my still baby face gimmick, <laughs> I've had on here for like two years now. For this week, I'm breaking character because it's special time of the month. And hopefully I'm still a member of the casual wrestling crew because whenever okay. the casual wrestling family is here, I'm always a baby face. Okay, okay, now we're talking now, okay. <laughs> See, and once again, it's how you don't read it live, sir. Okay, so we take back everything. You still part of the casual <laughs> wrestling crew, all right? Once again, we don't hey, read. Hey, we don't. All right. Guess what? Hold I might on. need to start, too. Paul, one more time. For Trash Can Twitty. <laughs> I like that, Trash Can Twitty. I'm still in that one. For <laughs> tra- Trash Can Twitty, we don't take notes. We not like you. We don't jot stuff down. We don't make out a show. We live. We raw. We uncut. We give the people what they want. We read what you write. Exactly. You write it, we read it. Verbatim. Verbatim. If you misspell <laughs> some crap, we gonna write it however we think it's supposed to be or said. we'll just trouble over it. Guess what? That's what we do. So, you need to worry about get your little show live and uncut like us. You we got raw. It. We one take. We don't edit. Do we ever edit? No. No. Do we pause this thing? No. No. We keep going. Hey, whatever. Have you done heard people knock on our door? We answer the door still recording. We don't care. So get like us, Kanye <laughs> Tweety. Trash can Tweety. Trash man Tweety and mean to mean. Get right. Keep going. Anyways, I'm going to get to my predictions now for not just Hell in a Cell, but also NXT. In your house, also, side note. Sorry, guys. I agree with Kanye t- Tweety and Namin on one thing. Nikita Lyons is fire. I have to disagree with you, man. She trash. Vegas, Sorry. Vegas don't agree with you either. Come no, on, Kuzmo. Hey, that, but that's okay. That is okay. Everybody's entitled to their own opinions. Kyle, you And we it appreciate it because you're writing into us. So exactly. We love that. But he's still trash can Twitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, Kanye Twitty, I'm sorry. You need to blame Dr. BGB. Hey, your name is now trash can Twitty. Well, <laughs> anyways, I'll start with NXT in your house since that is coming first this Saturday. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter for the NXT Women's Cha- Tag Team Championship and Mandy Rose versus Wendy Chu for the NXT Women's Championship. I think all of Toxic Attraction retains because they are kind of a, on a hot streak right now and I don't see it ending anytime soon. Pretty Deadly versus the Creed Brothers for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I think the Creed Brothers become the new NXT Tag Team Champions because Pretty Deadly are boring as hell. <laughs> and they just came out of nowhere. <laughs> they just came out of nowhere from NXT UK and we're not even built up and only came up because of MSK. Reli- yeah. You know, after Nash Carter's release. Cameron Grimes versus... Oh, pause. We got to hit them two points. Really yeah, quick. let's do that. Now, Pretty Deadly. I'm glad you Sounds guys said this. a lot to this. say. Now, we, if you guys didn't know, we're, <laughs> we're youth soccer coaches as well. So, we try to put a girls team together. And their name is what, buddy? Pretty Deadly. Pretty Deadly. Did we get it from Lipstick the group? Lipstick writing. Did we get it from the group? Yes. I, now, I don't know what they are in the group. <laughs> and I'm not going to say nothing because I know it's 2022. And Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan got to be careful. But I just don't know what to make of the group. I'm going to be blunt. Something else. Now, we haven't watched NXT. We're, well, excuse me. We watched NXT. We're just behind. We're so, we're behind, behind probably a month. And we're still catching up. Now, what's funny about that, to go to your second point about Mandy Rose and Winnie Chu. As we was watching the Mandy Rose, no, nah, we were watching uh, Toxic Attraction versus uh, Winnie Chu. And, and Roxanne. And Roxanne. Yeah, the new girl. Yep. 
As we watching that match, I said they putting Wendy Chu over yeah. to go against Amanda. Yeah. I wouldn't mind Wendy Chu winning. Now, Tyson Attraction, I do agree. They hot right now. They're on a hot streak, and it's going to be hard to take the belt off of them. But Wendy Chu, I mean, she's ready to move up. Like I like Wendy. She I is do. a great gimmick. I love it, and I think they could go ahead and put it on WWE TV. Yeah. Um, It'd be great. Now, the Creed Brothers, I like the Creed Brothers. Now, I don't know how the whole Roger Strong thing played out, so don't spoil that for me. But I, I, I thought the Creed Brothers should have won it before MSK won it. They should have won it in the Triple Threat match. And see, that's what happens when you make bad decisions. Bad stuff happens. Had they put the belt on Creed Brothers, we wouldn't have cared about MSK breaking up. Exactly. But anyway, let's keep going. Cameron Grimes versus Carmella Hayes. Pause. Cameron Grimes is trash. He is. Oh, oh my God. God. No, you're I, talking about somebody annoying. Oh, my God. I hope he never... Ma- if, never mind. If any of y'all <laughs> talk about the New Day Rocks, but you'll go say, to the moon, like you gone just the same. I can't stand that. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway, go ahead. And I like Carmelo, though. For the NXT North American Championship, I think Cameron Grimes retains because I think they are building him versus Solo Sokoa for the championship and Cameron Grimes is doing a great job as champion, in my opinion. Oh, God. And there's no need for his reign to end yet. Oh, God. What? And finally. Cow, pause. Cow. Now, I like Solo, don't you? Yeah. Solo. Ooh, cool. Solo. Yeah. <laughs> I like Solo, and I think they should put a bet on him. I don't I don't like Cameron Grimes at all. I don't think he did anything good. I like Carmelo. He shoot, he don't miss. Cameron Grimes, trash. Carmelo, fire. Solo, fire. Let's keep going. And finally, our main event, which is boring ass Braun Breaker versus interesting Joe Gacy for the NXT Championship. They still remember that match? And the stipulation being if Braun gets himself disqualified, he loses the NXT Championship. Put the bet on Joe. I still think, unfortunately, Braun Breaker retains because it seems like WWE is very high on him at the moment and they probably want his reign to continue. But I'm with you guys. Not a huge Braun Breaker fan. Nope, we are not. Uh, trash. I don't like Braun Breaker. Nope. Put the bet on Joe. I like Joe. I don't like him either. I Sorry. like Joe. At least he got a character. <laughs> they all got characters. No, nah, he did Rick Stiles That's all he is. Is Braun Breaker. That's well... It. Okay. So, <laughs> now it's time for Helen to sell predictions. Yay! Theory versus Mustafa Ali All right, for the United got? States Championship. Come on. I think. We should. You want to go ahead and no. say what we think or who no. thinks? Yeah, we, he I think if the rumors are true that Vince is very high on Theory right now, he probably retains and will sadly probably be on the kickoff show. Vegas agrees with you. Yep. And so do we. Yep. So, guess what that is? A lock. Keep going. But if you want to know what we really thought, look back on the podcast. Yeah, there you go. Anyway. Bullet Club and Liv Morgan versus The Judgment Day in a six-person mixed tag team match. I love all six people in this match. I don't. Yes, that includes Liv Morgan. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Little town Liv. <laughs> little town Liv. But The Judgment Day, is my opinion, is probably like in the top three best things on Raw right now. Mm-hmm. So I don't see them losing as a trio mm-hmm. anytime soon. So Vegas agrees with you. So, <laughs> I think they win this. Ezekiel, who was totally Elias's younger brother. Hold on. Side eye. Pause. Vegas agrees with him by Judgment Day. Ooh. I agree with him by Judgment Day. Ooh. Do you agree with him by Judgment Day? 
I do. So guess what that is? That's another lock. For you, Judgment Day. You, you hearing that trash can tweeted? We got two locks. Theory versus Ali and Judgment Day versus. Then why you gonna pick out? So take picks? your notes, I like bet. I know yeah. you are. Yeah, he can copy us, I know he has his pen and yeah, paper he right pen and paper. now. <laughs> he like think he Eminem, but he ain't writing lyrics. No sir. <laughs> Alright, let's keep going. Only so the goat far. gets inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Come anyway, on. moving on. To lose the seal. <laughs> Killer, but. The Judgment Day, in my opinion, is probably like in the top three best things on Raw right now. So I don't see them losing as a trio anytime soon. So I think they win this. Ezekiel is totally Elias's younger brother, Side Eye, versus Kevin Owens. Love. I think Ezekiel wins to maybe get elevated to a United States Championship match. Right, Ooh, guess what? That's interesting. Vegas agrees with you, sir. Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan agrees with you. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree. Let Zeke speak. <laughs> I want to hear Let Zeke, Zeke speak. <laughs> Come on, so guess what? I totally stole that from Mr. Cowder Wrestling Fan. Guess anyway. what, uh, Trash Can Twitty? That's another lock. That's three locks right here on the TakeOver show. Take your peek, write them down. Let's keep going. Bobby Lashley versus, versus Omos and MVP in a two-on-one handicap match. I think Bobby Lashley will win to win the feud, but he will pin MVP, so Omos looks strong in defeat. I agree with that. Now, I ain't gonna lie with you, sir. They're not gonna make Omos look strong. Uh, What do you say? Yeah, look weak. No, no. Let me start off with Vegas agrees with you, sir. Now, this is the only hard part I'm having with. Now, I want to go with them on this one, but I'm, I'm really hesitant, and I'm really feeling Omos and MVP. Now, I know Bobby's the face. I know he's coming in, facing and taking on all odds and taking on all challenges. But we have to really remember what the point of Omos being with MVP is. Right. This MVP is no longer here to build Bobby. No. Bobby has That's been, gone. Bobby's been built. Yeah. MVP was with Bobby for two years and he built him up. From somebody working with Lana in a bad marriage to a two-time WWE champion when he stopped working with him. And a one-time U.S. champion for over 200 days. MVP put Bobby on the map. Now, I don't think that this match, once again, is to boister Bobby. It's to boister Omos. Right. When when he barely beat Omos because Omos threw him through the cage... That's to Boston Omos. Yeah, Bobby got the the win, but Omos is the one that looked strong and powerful. Yeah, I agree. And yes, it could be uh, if anybody's gonna take the fall, yes, it'd be MVP, obviously. But I think that Omos and MVP walk out of this match the winners. I think it'll be hook or crook. Bobby's gonna have several hope spots, but I don't see. I don't see. You know, I get it. But I'm going Omos and MVP. How about you? Sorry. Probably Omos and MVP because they are building Omos very hard. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's go with that. So, there you go. Moving on. But Vegas agrees with you. I think Bobby Lashley will win to win the feud. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Bianca Belair versus Asuka versus Becky Lynch in a triple threat match for the Raw Women's Championship. Here we go. I don't see Bianca Belair's reign ending this soon, so I think she retains by pinning Asuka so Becky doesn't lose to Bianca again. And finally... Come on. Let's give him out. Vegas agrees with you. Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan agrees with you. Who does Miss Casual Wrestling Fan think is going to win? Bum, 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 bum. This is gonna shock you because I don't even think uh-huh. we discussed this. 
Come on. I really think it's gonna be Oscar. Oscar. Ooh, you gonna pick the other dog. I'm very big on shock and awe. That would be that wouldn't be a bad move. I'd much rather. I wouldn't Oscar be I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But I think it'd be a Bianca Retain. Probably, yeah. Probably. We'll see though. Alright. And finally, I assume our main event, which is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins Uh-oh. in a hell in a cell match. Come on, hell in a cell. I think Seth really needs the win. But I think Cody will make it 3-0, and Seth can hopefully talk his way out of this to easily bounce back from three losses in a row to Cody. Well, I think that's it. Before I go, just a cool idea suggestion. You guys should both do a week in review together with Matt. It would be a lot of fun to hear all three of you guys together. Anyways, that's all for now. Talk to all you guys next time. There it is. Shout out to New York, York Kyle. Boy, great message, sir. But I'll tell you this. Um, if you want to hear us both on the show, you write in the mat. Because we can make that happen, can't we? Yep. We can do a weekend review. And, hey, listen in around SummerSlam. I'm pretty sure hey, you might hear us on a weekend review. Hey, yeah. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. All right. Let's go through some of these points that we didn't touch. Uh... Cody Seth. Mm. Who do you say is going to win? He said he thinks Seth needs to win. <clears throat> but Cody I think Cody win. will make it 3 0. 3 Okay, so there it is. So he picked Cody. Yeah, he did. And Vegas agrees with you. Vegas agrees with you. See that? Look, I like that, dude. <laughs> I had to. Mr. Casual Wrestling Fan agrees with you. <laughs> Does Miss Casual Wrestling Fan agree with you? I do, but I really want to see Seth win. I feel so sorry for the man. Yeah. Is that sad to say? Like, yeah. man. I'm not going to lie, you know. He, if anybody deserves it at this point in time in his life, I mean, it would be Seth. It would be Seth. I mean, come on. He gave y'all the best during the COVID era. At you least the worst of COVID. COVID. So, I mean, come on. Seth is a great person. He was ticket sales. And as we said early in the show, you know what I mean? Seth is. But that's, that's the thing about Seth. And let's remember that, too. He can lose. He could. But we don't even care. And no, it don't hurt really. He keeps really. losing. We still sell Rollins fans. But it makes you feel bad. Hey, when he come out, ooh. Hey, I'm dancing to it. I mean, I love it. When I we mean, do go to the shows at Bridgestone Arena, yes. I'm always standing up. We, we are standing up. The yes. kids standing I up. I don't think he loses even in a loss. That's how that's how great Seth is. Even in a loss, yeah. he still sells freaking Rollins. But I agree that he does need to get in the program where he can get Quality wins over a quality opponent. Come on. I mean, now we got to remember, he is the only person. No, nah, not the only. What, the two people done beat Roman since he's been champ? Yeah, I think. Xavier by disqualification and Seth by disqualification. So, I mean, he technically beat your tribal chief. <laughs> in a way, <laughs> I guess. A, I mean, I, wins a win. Wins a wins a win. So, you know, but it is a downward spiral for him. It is. You know, hey. But I see brighter features for him, I do. Me too. So let's continue. All right, let's keep on and come from. Oh, All right, go to the last letter. Uh, Get uh, ready for no. none other than Whisper in the Wind. Shout out to Whisper in the Wind. Shout out. He was on the uh, the Raw Review, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out to, uh, what was it, the Weekend Review? Weekend review. Weekend review. I can't remember. So Point much is, stuff. <laughs> I heard you though. Yeah, yes. I listen to your work. Trust me, he so. does. <laughs> We're gonna get straight to your letter weekend. Uh, Whisper in the wind in three, two, one. What's good, WWE podcast? First and foremost, thank you to the kind words after my debut co-hosting with Matt. Ironically, 
I do not have much to say as I got a lot off my chest during the Raw review. The only thing I want to talk about is MJF. Ooh. Ooh. He is only 26 years old and is amazing on the mic. What I would do to see a promo between MGF and John Cena? Wishful thinking. I love that he sort of called out Tony Khan about his contract during a promo before his match with World Low. Having the mixture of discussions between WWE and AEW adds some spice to the shows. Hopefully, with the success Cody is having, maybe MJF is having a positive opinion on changing companies. Also... What is Vince waiting for as far as Braun Breaker? Usually when you lose the NXT title, you get the call up, but he gets it back pretty quickly. Just seeing him wrestle reminds me of guys in the minor leagues for baseball hitting .400. Hitting, <laughs> hitting bombs and clearly need the promotion to the big leagues. Maybe I'm missing something. As always, keep doing your thing, Matty Ice. Best wishes. Warmest regards, Ian McLaster, Whisper in the Wind. Pause. I'm on his last tape. And I'll, right? Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe. Because I don't see what you said in Braun Breaker, sir. I'm, when he said that, maybe he missed something. Maybe I'm missing something. I don't want to see him. What? <laughs> I'm not even going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Let's go to MJL. I like MJF. I had no idea MJF was 26. I didn't. All right. Let's be honest. You guys, let's be honest. We don't watch AEW. No. So we are not AEW fans. Yes, occasionally we'll watch a YouTube match, you know, but we not AEW fans. We have seen MJF promos. We've seen a couple of indie films done about MJF. So we know very, you yeah, know, a little cool. bit about Yeah, he's cool. He's okay, yeah. I like his gimmick. Yeah. I like his promos. I like to see him go against the medias. But see, he reminds me of Junior Miz. I don't like But that's that. why I want to see him against each other. But that would be funny. It's kind of like mirroring. Who the slide? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta mirror each other. Yes. And I think he called John Cena up. And I think John Cena would take it personal. Because John Cena has a lot of personal feelings when it comes to this. (laughs) He does. Missionary might have been okay for you for 20 years, but it wasn't okay for Nikki Bella. (laughs) So I I think MJF will give us a lot of those things. And so I'm. I'm, (laughs) I love to see MJF. I would love to see him there. Now, do you think. Now, I have heard rumors about, you know, what he's doing with Tony Khan and his contract situation, even with the Las Vegas, him supposedly leaving and then coming back last second. I think, I'm starting to think it's a work. Sounds like it. Like, <laughs> it I does. Think it sounds like because it. Because if you guys watch some of uh, MJF's indie stuff, like we watched one of them indie yeah, videos. Yeah, we did. I remember. It got to the point where I'm like, oh, this is a work. Like, they want you to think he's really like this, but yeah. it really seemed like he was working. Yeah. And, you know, I think some of this stuff could just be a work. You know, that's like the the Brian Pillman situation. You know, was it a work? Was it a shoot? Who knows? And I think that's the best thing about MJF. He, he's a a hole in, in in real life. So <clears throat> you believe it. Yeah. So even his characters are a hole. He's an a hole when you meet him in person. You believe he's a I can't say what words you can say on here. D bag or whatever. Oh God! You get what I'm saying? No. He's just that guy. I don't know what I can say. Hopefully Matt don't bleep me for that. But. If you act like that in real life, it's going to translate to success to you. And I think that's what they're doing. I think it's a work. A good work. I think it is, too. But I think he'll be I think he'll be smart it's enough to Diva jump. syndrome. Oh, he's going to be the highest paid wrestler. AEW is going to pay him $10 million a year, or he's going to WWE. Most of. I mean, I think it's that's going to be That's how it goes with number. everyone, doesn't it? Anyway. This contract's over 2024. January 1st, 2024. So, in two years. Yep. Or less. Yeah, not even. Wow. See? 
He All was right. making money um, moves. Braun Breaker, sir. 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 Braun Breaker, bro. Give it up. <laughs> I'm tired of Braun Breaker. Like, I don't, I don't see what people see in him. I mean, he's a big guy. I don't even think he's big. I mean, he's... The dude has a colorful jumpsuit. Yes! I mean, I mean he don't have a gimmick. dresses like What's that? his gimmick? Next time when we take over, somebody write in and tell me his gimmick. Exactly. I can tell you Joe Gacy's gimmick. Like, I'm not really understanding. He just seems like a dude who's like, maybe goes to the gym. What? That's about it. Yes, he needs to come out with like, protein shakes. No, yeah, because I don't have like a personality to fit yeah, with like, this. Hey, I know what Chase you uh, gimmick is. Now that's that's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. It's just a I know what Winnie Chu gimmick is. I know what Solo Sokoa gimmick is. I know what Carmelo Hayes gimmick is. I don't like Cameron Gas, but I know his damn gimmick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I can't his do His gimmick is trash. I can't so. do it. Anyway. Thank you. Trash, bro. Trash. Anyway, so um, we're going to go through our, our uh, picks real quickly. So then we're going to wind this show up for all our listeners who've been listening to us for this past hour. But um, we'll start, as you heard earlier, we picked Theory over Ali. Vegas agrees with us. We're going to move on to Ezekiel versus KO. I want to hear Zeke speak. Do you? Yeah. Miss Casual Wrestling fan wants to hear Zeke speak. Vegas agrees with us. So that's a lot. We're going to move on to Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. Who do you think, Miss Casual Wrestling fan? Omos and MVP. Omos and MVP. Mr. Casual Wrestling fan picks Omos and MVP. Vegas Picks Bobby Lashley. We're gonna move on to the Judgment Day versus Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. Oh, excuse me, Finn Balor and AJ Styles and Liv Morgan. There we go. There it is. So, Miss Casual Wrestling fan, who do you think is gonna come out of this victorious? The Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. Mr. Casual Wrestling fan picks the Judgment Day. Vegas agrees with us, and that's a lot. Right. We're gonna move on to Bianca Balor. Versus Becky Big Time Lynch versus Oscar for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Miss Casual Wrestling fan, who do you see? I think Oscar, but that's just me. Oscar. I can't let off of it. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You got to follow them feelings. Mr. Casual Wrestling fan picks Bianca Belair and Vegas picks Bianca Belair. Moving on to Cody Rhodes versus Seth. Freaking Rollins. Just heartbreaking match. <laughs> in the Hell in a Cell match. Oh, goodness. Who do you pick, Miss Casual Wrestling fan? I picked Cody. Cody I did. Rose, the American Nightmare. Whoa. There it is. <laughs> Mr. Casual Wrestling fan picks the American Nightmare. That's right. Cody Rose. Vegas picks the American Nightmare. Cody Rose. So that's a lock as well. So we want to thank everybody for listening to us tonight. Thank you. You know, we love doing our Takeover Edition shows. We love reading the emails. We love talking to Trash Can Twitty. We like uh, King. I mean, excuse me. <laughs> I ain't going to do it to you being Don't mean. Hey, I, I, I respect you. I'm not going to do that to you. But shout out to everybody. Shout out to DJ Kuzmo. DJ, if you're listening to this, man, get well soon. Yeah. We give you well wishes. Yes. All from here at the Casual Wrestling Crew. We here for you. I'm ready to hear. Welcome WWE Podcast World. I need it. We I need, need it. it. We Can't need live it. Without. Shout out to New York Cal. You're gonna always be part of the Casual Wrestling Crew. Shout out to Dr. B G B. 
Hey, that's my guy right there. Guess what? He part of the Casual Wrestling Troop. Ah, Casual Wrestling Crew too. That's a lot to say. Lord have mercy. And you heard what he said, Trash Can Twitty. Get right. Because you the twos and we the ones. Get some. Shout out to Matt. And we're going to wind this on up. Thank you for everybody for listening to us. Thanks, guys. We'll be back right before Money in the Bank. So, hey, get your predictions in. It's a great week. Let's go down the lineup. You got your U.S. Championship with Austin Theory versus Mustafa Ali. Then you got Ezekiel versus KO. Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP. You got the Judgment Day versus the Bullet Club and Liv Morgan. You got, oh, Lord, Bianca Belair, Big Time Bex, and Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship. And then, obviously, the main event, you got Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins heading to sale. So we ready for it. Hope everybody's ready for it. And we're signing off. We'll talk Bye, to- guys. Yeah, we'll talk to everybody next time. See you then. Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.